All right, guys, so we are marching right through here and continuing on for Southwest Ohio Full Court Press uh, with our 2021 Bracketology. We just wrapped up D1 in the last episode. Uh, Tony Peters with some hot takes on a couple of those games, (laughs) but some really good matchups, a lot of matchups that we hope come to fruition, um, and we'll get back to discussing uh, once we move through the bracket a little bit more and we see how that regional bracket's going to shake out, we'll certainly, I'm going to imagine, get back and do another breakdown. For sure. Um, but this episode, we're rolling through D2. Yes. Uh, so this, again, is another one of those similar to D1 uh, where we've got three local brackets, um, although they are more interspersed with some of the Cincinnati teams than D1. So I'll have a little bit more to talk about. Uh, but, Tony, what do you say we get rolling? I say let's do it, Seth. All right, my friend. So Southwest won for D2. Um, Due to having Fenwick in the top half of this bracket, we are going to discuss this a little bit more uh, because Fenwick's had a heck of a season. Um, They've gotten some big wins uh, in a number of different places. Uh, So let's start in this top bracket. We've got three playing games. We've got Clinton Massey and McNicholas. Aiken and Batavia, Blanchester and Fenwick Mm -hmm. with New Richmond taking the top playing game by. Um, So let's start there. Uh, Tony, just kind of run through what you think here uh, for Clinton Massey and McNick. Well, Clinton Massey is winless on the year, so I don't think they're going to pick up that first win against McNick. McNick's the one seed for a reason. They're riding some really strong winning streak right now. Really, there's not much to talk about in that top half because McNick should beat Clinton Massey. New Richmond doesn't have uh, the physicality factor or the defensive factor to go up against McNick. So that one is a pretty easy one. Uh, The other two matchups, I'll start with the non-Fenwick one first, Aiken and Batavia. This is an intriguing matchup for the Cincinnati folks because you got Batavia, who got the 10 seed. I think they're like 16-2 and on the year. They've (laughs) They've gotten some votes in the AP poll. They play in the SBAAC. It's mm. the same league Clinton Massey comes out of. It's yeah. not a strong league. It's kind of the equivalent, I would say, of the Southwestern Buckeye League in Cincinnati, okay. I would say. Um, Aiken comes out of the CMAC. Aiken's got the backcourt of Jakarta Stone and Robbie Cass. I don't see Batavia being able to defend no, those guys. I don't think so. so. So I would chalk Aiken moving on there. Yes. And then you've got an interesting game with Blanchester mm-hmm. taking on Fenwick. Fenwick in the GCL co-ed has, you know, fought Alter all season long. They fought McNicks. I mean, all of those schools, they kind of beat each other up a little bit this year. I would say so, yeah. <laughs> I think Fenwick kind of separated themselves, though, out of the da- out of the Dayton half of the GCL schools. I think Fenwick separated themselves a little bit better. Uh, yep. Beating Alter, beating CJ, they did lose to Alter. I think they swept. Split with Alter. They split with Alter. I'm not sure if they played CJ a second time yet. If they did, they, I think they swept them. I don't okay. think Fenwick lost twice. Um and then with Blanchester, with Blanchester comes Cedarville commit Braden Sipple, who is one of the best scorers you're probably going to find. Um, let's just be honest. Fenwick is – we watched them play. They're going to move on in this game. Braun takes so much attention and allows their supporting cast to, to get open shots and hit it. The bigger thing is probably the way they play their defense. Oh, my goodness, It's yes. just suffocating. Um, very typical GCL type play where they pack it in, slow it down, bleed you dry, making you shoot from outside. You know, the one hope that they may have is that Blanchester may have 
is if they decide not to focus that zone too specifically on Sipple, if he can if he can get some shots rolling from range, that could cause some issues um, if he gets a hot hand. Um, but overall, I think Fenwick's the more complete team they're going to roll. I agree. So, uh, so that'll take... Uh, we already kind of discussed McNick moving on against New Richmond. So that brings us to Aiken and Fenwick. Two very contrasting styles of play in this one. And I think to make it simple on this, it's I, I had Fenwick advancing simply because, again, we've seen Fenwick play. We've seen what that defense can do to teams that like to play quicker. I mean, heck, Fenwick beat LaSalle yeah. in the regular season. LaSalle, while they are not necessarily the most fastest-paced team in the world, physicality-wise, they do play a little bit quicker, matchup, exactly. Um, I think Fenwick is going to – they may struggle a little bit guarding that backcourt that Aiken's got, but not enough that I think they lose this game. No, and and as much as as Stone and Cass can can get it done, again, that zone defense from Fenwick does not lend itself to trying to drive through it. Yes. You've got to shoot it to open it up, and that's they're going to struggle with that. So that brings us to McNick and Fenwick – in a sectional title game here. And oh boy. Fenwick chose this matchup. I can tell you right now. Yep. Fenwick put themselves on the bracket so they would face McNick. As far as I know, they've played once. I don't think they've played their second game yet. Okay. McNick beat them by four the first time. So this take we may have in this may change depending on if McNick beats them a second time, mm. which I'm not 100% sure on. Assuming... It's hard. I mean, it is kind of hard to pick this, to be honest, Seth, because McNicholas, again, they are a very, very solid team. They've shown it all year. They've been, they've brought every aspect of the game you can think of, the physicality, the scoring, the defense. They're 11-1 in league play, 15-2 overall. They've gotten votes in the AP poll for D2, so the, the AP is clearly seeing what they're doing. Um, you know, they... That first game was an overtime win against Fenwick. Uh, it was at Fenwick just last weekend here. Uh, it was on the 6th of February, 43-39 overtime win. Low score. They played them four days previous at home and beat Fenwick 55-51. So they do, McNick does have two wins over Fenwick. And they're close wins. They are close. Four and, yeah, four points apiece. Um, the second one being in overtime, which meant that Fenwick was right there and could have could have taken that away at any point in time. I mean, you're looking at when you're looking at this, you've got yeah, you've got McNick at 11 and 1 in conference, 15 and 2 overall, or you've got a Fenwick team that's 6 and 4 in conference, 9 and 6 overall. I I, I know what like what we we like to say the three games in a season, if they beat you twice, it, it's hard to beat a team three times in the same season. I I don't know. To me when I look at this, yes, they were four-point games. Um, I mean, you could flip a coin, though. I almost feel like you have to almost flip a coin in this because the GCL has shown they will split. Like a lot of these teams will well, split. Be- everybody's beating each other. McNick's at least in league play. McNick's eleven and one. Roger Bacon seven and three. Alters eight and five. Fenwick six and four. CJ six and five. Carroll six and six. I mean, other than McNick, everyone else has been beat at least three times. They've especially. You know, alter all the way down through Carroll there. The middle four teams there are all within a game or two apiece of each other. Right. 
I just feel like Fen- I mean, like I said, Fenwick put themselves on this bracket to go after this match, knowing they because they get wanted them. that. You and you know it happened. That game, that overtime game, was Saturday night. This draw was Sunday, so they they looked at this and said, "We want them again." Yes, and that to me, that mentality going in, I'll take Fenwick. I I will Toy- might be a coin toss. But I'm taking Fenwick. I'm glad. I'm glad you looked that up because if you had not looked that up, I was going to. I was going to go. Real, make, I got really curious, so I pulled it up just to double check what I was thinking. Right. I would have went McNicholas if I had not known that. So thank but you for looking that up. We'll pull that. Okay. Good job. So <laughs> bottom half of the bracket, some of the more Dayton area schools. Yes. Uh, not that McNick and Fenwick aren't. Um, we've got Trotwood, the number one seed, took the bye from the play-in round. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they'll be sitting there waiting on the winner of Urbana and Greenville. Then you've got Oakwood taking on Waynesville, and then you've got Milton Union taking on Northridge. So kicking it off with Urbana and Greenville. This is a seventeen seed and a nineteen seed. Boy, did they get uh, they got to choose a nice matchup there that either one could win. Yeah, yeah. This was this was a tough one to pick because, <laughs> and, it, and it was a tough one because it is. It's not because these teams unfortunately are overwhelming in talent. It's on one hand with Urbana, they got a better record. But they come out of the CBC, which is not near as strong this year as what people thought. I mean, it really wasn't. They're five and eight going into the draw. Greenville was even worse, two and sixteen going into the draw. Um, From that, you just what take Urbana? I went Urbana. I went Urbana, yeah. but my reasoning was when you look at them statistically, Greenville only scores about thirty-seven points a game. I just don't think you're going to get through a tournament game scoring thirty-seven a game. Nope. Um, okay, so that brings us to Oakwood and Waynesville. This is a very interesting uh, swivel rival, not rival, but co- co-conference game here. Yes. Very, very interesting because Oakwood started out not the way we thought this year. No. And Waynesville has been relatively consistent. Uh, you know, they've had some tough games. They've, they've beaten some good teams. What are your thoughts? If the draw had been in January and this was the same exact lineup, I would have taken Waynesville easily. Yep. But I think Oakwood is playing their best basketball now. I would agree. And Waynesville, while they've been consistent, I feel like since the Preble Shawnee loss, they haven't been the same team. And they haven't. And they I really haven't. And I think that's what separates this, and that's what gets Oakwood through. I, I would say I think Will Maxwell and company um, – Keon Wright, uh, although is is Wright playing due to transfer? I believe he is. He is. A, he is. I'm okay. pretty sure. I get so lost in. We've had such a shuffle with transfers. Some haven't been able to play. Some are. Some that you think no way in the world would are the ones playing. And the guys that you'd be like, yeah, that's the cleanest transfer ever have not been allowed to. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing that I would bring up. Um as a question mark would be whether Keon Wright is actually going to be playing in this game. Cause I think a full strength Oakwood team. Yeah. They're going to move on against Wayne. And I think he is because their last game against Northridge on February he 6th, he did play. Okay. So he will be playing us. Uh, so that's, that's good big. to know. That's big for them. That's huge because otherwise that's a completely different game. Yes. Um, okay. So Oakwood moves on in that one. Although I think that would that would be a game I would circle for a playing oh, sure. game to go watch. That'd be one that'd be one to go take a look at. And I think the game after that, Milton Union Northridge. Northridge is another, is another one. one. It's a really good game. I mean, boy oh boy. Um. So again, I I I'm 
I like to look at the the history between the teams, mm. look at the stats as much as I can for comparisons. These two have already played each other twice, and Northridge took both games. Okay. Point um, spread. Uh, between the two, it was I, I think I have twenty two points between the two. So decent, decent wins. Yes, certainly. Um, um, I, Northridge has got a heck of a score, and Antoine Jacobs, their junior, I think he was putting up near twenty at the beginning of the year, and he was. I watched him against Wayne, and he was just doing whatever he wanted. Um, Milton Union, they're kind of in the same boat almost as Oakwood. That I think they just recently started playing their best basketball. Early in the year, they didn't really come out the best and didn't really play the way we thought they were going to play. But I do think you in this one, you have to take the factor, again, of the, the three-game rule that in the Southwestern Buckeye League, it seems like when teams play each other tw- uh, for a third time, usually uh, the team that didn't win the first two gets the third one. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Milton Union in this one based off the fact that they are playing better basketball right now. All right. Certainly a hot take. <laughs> um, I mean, Northridge did. They're both 11-7 and seven on the season. Uh, Northridge has 7-3 seven, seven and three in conference, whereas Milton Union's 5-6. and six. Um, And let me – I'll just double check. Friday's – or no, I'm sorry. That was against Waynesville, um, Northridge. 10-point loss the first time for Milton Union um, and uh, 12-point loss the second time. Mm. But you're still taking Milton Union. I'm taking Milton Union. All right. I'm full of hot takes today, so. Uh, apparently, <laughs> I'm probably looking at looking at some of that data. I might have taken Northridge again if it's, a, if it's close for two games and you lose. That's one thing. But a 10 and double-digit losses both times. But okay. But again, and, and, and let me put okay, this no, out. You're fine. Let me put this out too. Again, you got when you look at the seeding, mm. Milton Union chose this matchup. Northridge yes, was the did. eight, and Milton yes, Union was nine. Did. So they that that mind it goes back to that Fenwick game we were talking about. Milton Union that with that mind game. with that mindset that hey, we're going to come play you and if, see if you can beat us a third time. All right. So that takes us back up to the top part of this lower bracket. Mm-hmm. Trotwood's taking on Urbana. Trotwood's moving on. Yes. <laughs> Anthony McComb gonna light it up then we've got oakwood in milton union so we're going swivel crazy in this bracket um this one's a little it's still difficult i think and in my mind this is still a difficult game to decide yes i think the the key in this is going to be the matchup between keon wright and milton union's blake brumbaugh i think that is what's going to be worth watching and I think that Keon Wright is going to have a better game between the two. Mm-hmm. I feel like Milton. what Milton Union has that Oakwood doesn't is Milton Union is very, very good on the glass. They've got some very good big bodies that they go to. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oakwood's Keon Wright, we talked about preseason. Keon Wright coming from the G-Walk to the Swivel is going to score yes. at will. And I think that he will do that in this one, and I think Oakwood will advance to a sectional final. I would agree. I would agree. Now, we take a look at the sectional final. Trotwood and Oakwood. I'm sorry. Oakwood's not going to be able to give Trotwood much of a game. They're just not. Unfortunately. They're just – Trotwood's too athletic, too fast. They're just going to overwhelm them. Oakwood's not built to play that fast. They're just not. 
Keon right or not, it's just that is not a style of play you find in the swivel very often. Right. At least from Trot, who's cranking it up to 120 as much as they possibly can. <laughs> right. Now, I'll agree with you on that, but that district final that would pit then Trotwood. And Fenwick. And Fenwick. That, a little different. That's different. And uh, and uh, let me just start off by saying this before we preview it. This Trotwood team this year is different than Trotwood teams of the past. Way different. Way different. Way different. The they're de- they almost I feel like in the past they played such good pressure defense to they, go they with very good with their defense. like high octane offense. And this year that defense has just not been there. Well, and in years past they had they had scores at every single level that any one of a four-headed monster could take you out. Mm-hmm. Um, even last year, the two-headed Blanton and Sammy Anderson combo compared with their role players, those guys were just such efficient scores. They've got one of those this year in transfer Anthony McCombs. Yes. Um, and there are there's certainly a cast around them that can, that can score. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. They're athletic. They're big. They're strong. They're fast. But it is a different... It's a different Trotwood team where, yeah, they're defensively, they get out of sorts. They get beat. We've talked about it for years, that backside. They got murdered on that in the couple games that we watched. Mm-hmm. Um, quite frankly, they turn the ball over too much. They do. It, those other teams of the past, they, they played much more soundly on the defensive end. They forced turnovers. They got out in transition and just blew by you. Mm-hmm. This Trotwood team... Does get the turnovers, but they don't play as good on the back end in defense, and they're not as efficient offensively. They turn the ball over almost as much as they turn the other team over. Yes, and that's that's, that's the thing in this one that I think could open up the door for Fenwick to get this win. But are you going to take Fenwick to win? No. <laughs> Th- those are the things that are going to open this door. That's every reason in the book. Why Fenwick's gonna be in this game? Yes, is if this was Trotwood last year or the year, especially the year before that, the year they won the title. You're taking Trotwood. You might as well write him through all the way to the final four, mm-hmm. almost. Uh, there were a couple of teams certainly last year. Alter was gonna have something to say about it. Um, Thurgood was gonna have something to say about it. Um, Trotwood's gonna win that game against Fenwick, but I would not look for them to be in a regional final. They'll play tough at the district level. I don't think you see them in a regional final or in a final four bracket this year. I think that's your hot take for the day. You think? You think they're going to make it back to a state final four? I didn't say state final four, but, I mean, I I don't know. It's hard. They'll, they'll play. I don't know that they'll make it to the regional final game. I think the regional semifinal game could be the – could could be a game that's going to jump up. I think it depends on who they get. Um, because uh, let's see, they're going to get the Central Two, which I have bracket, a f- which is I have a feeling Columbus, it, right? Yes, Beechcroft. I feel like Beechcroft's going to come out of there, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think if Beechcroft and Trotwood played each other, I would take Beechcroft. Um, so, so again, that means so I am that agree- they're not in the regional I am, game. I am agreeing with in you, the, but in the final, I got, final game. I got, I, people need to know that we both like to take our hot takes. It's not just me. No, no, of course not. <laughs> and that might be mine. That might be mine. We'll see what happens. Um, but no, no, right. you make great points on that, and I think that's definitely at the end of the day. Um, well, and if Fenwick's going to get it done, that's how they're going to have to basically say, you know, I give up on offensive rebounds to sell out and get back on defense and pack it into that zone as fast as humanly possible. Right. 
they're going to be able to turn Trotwood over. That's not a question. The question's going to be, can they keep up for all four quarters? Right. And can Fenwick score a clip that Trotwood's going to put up on the board, turnovers or not? Yeah. That's going to be – those are your question marks. Yes. So, uh, if I had to take one, I would still take Trotwood out of this one. So, I'm going to write Trotwood down. Yep. But look for that. Look for them to have a matchup with Beechcroft that would be – a heck of a game. Um, I'll be looking forward to that That's matchup. That's that alter Beechcroft game that we were supposed to get last year, right before Trotwood was supposed to take on Thurgood last year. Yes. We were waiting for it. Yes. So we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, so we will march to Southwest 2. Uh, longer discussion than I think we've had in any one single page. Yes. Uh, but but for good that, reason. Was a, that was a really tough uh, sectional and district breakdown there. Um We've got some other ones that are a little more interesting here. So Southwest 2, the majority of the bracket is played out of the Dayton area. We've got a few that are played uh, a little farther south, uh, including the top part. We've got Indian Hill taking the bye game uh, with the four seed. And then we've got Monroe taking on Taylor in the top half in that first play-in game. And I know we talked about it quick, but is Monroe going to be able to give Taylor a game here? Can they give him a game? Of of course. Do I think they're going to win this? No. Okay. Taylor brought back all five starters from last year. Um, and and let's and, and let me just say too, even if Monroe were to get through this game, they're not getting by Indian Hill. Indian Hills a, is got another team currently that's getting votes for the AP poll. If they somehow got through Indian Hill, Hill excuse me, then you'd got Hamilton Ross, who's a two seed. I don't. There's too many tough teams Monroe would have to get through. And and if if they've struggled with teams like Franklin. They're going to struggle even more against, you know, an Indian Hill or a Ross. So, okay. yeah, Monroe's going to drop that. So, they're going to drop that to Taylor. You would take Indian Hill then over Taylor based I'd on take Indi- Yeah, i take Indian Hill okay. and then Ross to get through in the bottom. And then I would take Hamilton Ross okay. to ultimately get through this bracket. Okay. So, we kind of went quick there. But just for those listening, uh, weird way the bracket was formatted. But Ross then was taken on Wilmington and they're playing. Ross being the two seed, they're moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh they would play the team that selected the bye next, which was Hughes. Uh, could be a, a close game. Could be a game, um, of course. But Ross is more than likely going to march through. And yes. then we said, even though Indian Hill is getting some AP votes, so is Ross. So is well. Ross. Mm-hmm. So they're going to march through. Yes. Cool. So that brings us to the more Dayton teams. So all of these are play-in games because the way it matched up, the byes went to the top part of the bracket. Nobody else got one. Bellbrook taken on... Graham Local, 14 and 15 seed taken on each other here. This was an, an interesting matchup. Um, I think on one hand with Bellbrook, first of all, they, they got dealt the, the worst hand they could have got when Gabe Pavlock got a torn knee up. Uh, I think this would have been a different the first game. Team. It would have been a different team. Uh, it forced a lot of different guys to step up, and I don't think that they've got one proven score that can really lead them. Mm. And with Graham... Graham is a very well put together defensive team that is senior heavy, and I think that is what the game changer is in this one. Belbrook only scores forty four points a game. Again, you're not going to get very far scoring forty points a game. No, in the and we, we've seen what we've seen what good defense can do to Belbrook too. So Graham moves on. Graham advances. So then we've got Eaton at the twenty two seed taking on undefeated Tip, tip. at the two seed. Tip. Tip. Duh. Tip. Duh. <laughs> tip. tip. No conversation here. They probably. Probably should have been the number one seed. I'll say it here. 
I don't know that I want to get into that whole conversation. Them, Trotwood, who should have had one, who should have had two. To me, tip in the way that they've done this entire season, start to finish, they've not had many close games. Tip's the real deal. Well, they're undefeated. Well, some, they're undefeated. At some point, they've you have to got, give credit. To they've undefeated. got a crazy cast that is very they're 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 very very well seasoned seniors all over the court that can get it done well coached as well six seven eight guys deep yep. that play very very well and all contribute tips moving on tips moving on against graham um although we can discuss that in a quick second it won't be much uh third playing game north uh springfield northwestern and dunbar mm-hmm. 21 seed three seed uh dunbar moving on here dunbar wins <laughs> didn't figure that was much of a much of a game. Now, Thurgood and Carroll is our bottom game here. Thurgood having a mass, mass departure this year. McComb leaving. Elmore leaving. Prophet Johnson leaving. Head coach gone. Ch- Chance Amerson going Chance, to Dunbar. Yeah. Shane Ferguson to Trotwood. Ch- we could Trotwood, go on yeah. and on. They've lost. I forgot about Ferguson, too. Yeah, they lost a lot. And then you've got a Carroll team that by... You know, the GCL co-ed standards, middle of the pack, do play very good defense, um, have given, you know, teams like Alter and Fenwick games. Mm-hmm. Who you got in this one? I know you might try to leave the uh, the alumni backpack at the door, but. Well, I'll be honest with you. At first glance, I had at my first glance, I had Thurgood. Because you went, oh, yeah, it's Thurgood, duh. Well, not not even that. Thurgood, I mean, Thurgood, let's give Thurgood a little bit of credit here. They they went four and three going into the, the draw. Their three losses were twice to Dunbar and to Trotwood, and the Trotwood game was the first game of the year, so I didn't expect them to win. They got blown out. That's no surprise. <laughs> but this Carroll team is just – I've been very – I don't want to say disappointed, but I've been a little frustrated watching them play this year because yeah. they've got a lot of really good players on that team. Yes, they do. And yet, right now, they're below 500. Yeah, overall in the season, correct. Overall. I think – and then the other, part, the other part of it that's hard is Carroll's got six foot ten Maro Igodatoye. Igodatoye, sorry, Maro, if I pronounced Ego that wrong. Igodate, I think you're right. And then six five senior Johnny Deep. Deep. They got size. Thurgood doesn't have size. No. But I felt like we watched Carroll against Fenwick. And Morrow couldn't do it. He, he's a he's good on the defensive end and on the glass. He, he doesn't contribute offensively mm-hmm. much at all. It's hard and, to. And so Deep, Deep has to go in there and has to body around and work his butt off. Um, and sometimes they just don't, even when they got guys that are wide open on the block, again, that game against Fenwick – that was a game up until the fourth quarter. It was. They were right there. It was a two-point game the whole way. Both teams hitting some outside shots. I mean, neither team wanting to go inside. Heck, A.J. Braun only had like 10 points in the game. Right. Uh, and so and they got beaten by, by just kind of playing lazy on defense every now and then. And Fenwick made some three-point shots. Ultimately, Fenwick blew that a little bit more open towards the end. But, yeah, I mean, if this was last year's Carroll team, Against this year's Thurgood team, we'd be writing Carroll down. But I think based on who Thurgood's played and some of the struggles that Carroll has this year, I've got Thurgood moving on in this game. 
I ultimately ended up going with Carol. Really? Just because I felt like the physicality factor that they play with is, in my opinion, was going to help them get past. But I think for this purposes, we can probably go with Thurgood. I think it's a safe bet. Um, and I think I'd feel confident going with that one. Okay. Well, then let's just real quick discuss real fast. Whether it's Thurgood or Carroll that moves on, they've got a matchup with Dunbar. Are either of those teams beating Dunbar? Um, if it's Thurgood, it's going to be very interesting because Thurgood has uh, lost twice to them already. And Dunbar, I found this out actually recently. A source told me there's a few Dunbar players that may not be playing because of the transfer rule. Mm. Now, I don't know. A number of them, yeah. I don't know. I know three – there was three in particular. I don't know uh, whether those three are going to play or not. And so I'm going to go off of they are not going to play. I'm still going to take Dunbar to win. but Regardless. Regardless. Okay. But it's going to be a very tough matchup, I okay. would say. Okay, so the top game out of that. So Dunbar probably moves on whether it's against Thurgood or Carroll with all their guys or not, more than likely. They're, just, they're, they're a good team. They're a very year. good team. Yes. Very good team this year. We talked just briefly. Graham's got tip in the in the second game up top. Tip's moving on against Tip's Graham. Winning. That's yes. no worries. Yes. So this would bring us to the sectional final. Tip and Dunbar. Mm. I'm taking tip. I'm taking tip because I can't sit here and say they should have been the number one seed over Trotwood. If I would take Trotwood to beat Dunbar, mm. I can't say that Tip's not going to beat Dunbar. I I mean, to me, Tip's winning this game. If Dunbar truly had or has everyone on that team, it's going to be a circle it game because it's going to prove whether or not Tip's the real deal to keep going or not. Mm -hmm. And if that was the case, I would go with Dunbar because I've seen both teams and I really think that Dunbar team, they're deep, they're athletic, they've shown they can hang. I mean, their only loss was five points to Woodward, who's one yeah. of the best teams in the state. But they don't have the season and the, what? 18 game winning streak right now right and i did say i was going to base that they don't have those three key players okay because of that i'm going tip as well okay now that takes us to the district matchup then ross and tip again i think if tip proves they can play against dunbar full strength especially if they beat dunbar at full strength they can hang with ross yes yeah yes Taking tip? I'm going to say tip, yep. Okay. Now, just for just for giggles, if Dunbar does beat tip, Dunbar being at full strength. Full strength. Does Dunbar beat Ross? I think they would do that as well. Okay. So the bottom bracket's coming out and going to go take on the winner of Southwest 3 then in the district final, or district semifinal, my bad. Yep. Um, so that moves us on to that, that third – uh, district here, which uh, just real quick, we'll take on the bottom half of the bracket because it's the Cincy schools. Uh, it's got Bethel Tate, Woodward, Norwood, Baden, Roger Bacon, and Wyoming. Goodness gracious, I said we might handle it quick, but uh, mm, I think we could say Woodward's beating Norwood. They're beating Bethel Tate. Woodward's going to be sitting here. But Baden, Roger Bacon. Roger Bacon. Okay. <laughs> Bacon, Wyoming. That's a little bit harder. 
Uh-huh. But here's here's why I don't think it's that complicated. Okay. Because regardless of who wins that game, I don't think that team beats Woodward. Okay. I'd say Woodward's a clear-cut favorite coming out of this okay. district. All right. Sectional, excuse so me. So we'll, we'll say it. Bacon's had arguably... Bacon's know, been phenomenal They've this been year. really good. Uh, not quite McNick good, but based on records and schedules and everything. Comparatively, but yes. Comparatively, they can yeah. hang. Yes. But we're still going to say Woodward on we're, this. I think it's a clear-cut, yeah. Okay. So Not the Dayton that. schools, uh, only by out of the play-in games is going to Valley View yes. at the 16 seed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the play-in games, Alter, Bell Fountain, uh, Ben Logan, Ponents, CJ, and Kenton Ridge. So mm-hmm. let's start Alter, Bell Fountain, uh, four seed, 20 seed. I, I think Alter's marching on here, yes. Bell Fountain only has one win on the year. Yeah, so yeah, Alter's Alter going that one. Um, then to make this real easy, Alter Valley View. Um, it's got to be Alter again. Yeah. I mean, Valley View. It's their guards aren't great, unfortunately, yeah. this year, and that's what is. Alter's a great defensive team, and if you don't have solid guards, you're not going to be able to beat that zone. Yeah. So Alter's going to be sitting there waiting on the district. Uh, ben Logan Ponets. Um, this one was a hard one to to kind of evaluate at first. Ponets doesn't have many games in Ben Logan has had some ups and some downs. Ben Ben Logan has been the equivalent of Springfield in Division Two that they yep. have been up and down. Yep. Uh, and you don't know what you're going to get out of them, unfortunately. And then one of their best guards, their senior guard, Trey Allen, unfortunately, is went out with an injury. Um, and I think this Ponets team, you know, Allen Spears has them playing well at the right time. I think Ponets comes out of this one with a win. I would say so, too. Uh, just in... in Again, the way that they've played now, they've played very few games. They've all been against some of the other city league schools. Right. Dunbar being very, very good. Thurgood also being good. You know, it. yeah. But so opponents, I think, comes out of that one. Uh, CJ Kenton Ridge. I got to think CJ's moving on in this one. Yeah. Kenton Ridge has struggled since they lost Tyler Eberhardt. And two yeah. of their two of their best players haven't been playing lately. Uh, Chase Yonts, their, their interior threat, and Malcolm McKay, their guard. McKay hasn't played at all. Yonts just recently started to come back. Not enough um, that they're going to get a, a W here, I okay. don't think. All right. Um, so then that brings us to Ponitz and CJ. It's going to be a dogfight. First of all, uh, yeah, because those are two teams that, you know, in the games that they've played thus far, um, have kind of had, you know, both teams kind of middle of the road this year. Um, opponents, I think their schedule is not quite as indicative um, just because they've not had the games and the competition that they've played has been very high, mm. high level. Um, who you want to pick out of this one? I go CJ just because I think CJ has been playing very well as and of the, late, and, and the and, and the program that CJ has, it's yeah. they're just built to to play really good basketball, regardless. Yeah, exactly, so, okay. exactly. All right, so that brings to the sectional final there with a GCL co-ed matchup, CJ and Alter. That's a tough one. They split the regular season. Uh-huh. They just they just played recently with CJ winning by one. <laughs> yeah. It's hard because Alter doesn't have Ryan Chu. He's out <laughs> due to transfer. And that's a huge, huge loss for Alter. But I also think Jacob Connor has really turned it on. You know, we we had talked about early in the well, year. Well, we watched him at Fairmont. And he yeah. was he's a facility he's always been a facilitator. He hasn't really been like a guy that's gonna give you twenty points, but he, I feel like lately he plays really good at been, every single level of the yeah, court. He's been doing a lot better lately. For CJ, their freshman, Jonathan Powell, has 
been phenomenal. I mean, he, he kind of struggled in the game I watched CJ play against McNicholas at the beginning of the year. When I look at these two teams and I look at what I saw personally when I watched them play, I felt like Alter was the better team then. Yeah. And I feel like in this one, even though CJ is going to really fight them tooth and nail, I think Alter's ultimately going to get out of this matchup. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, trying to take a look here. Yeah, Chu did not play in the second game, though. The first game that they played. Um, they had him for. Oh, well, they had him for, and it was a 22-point win. Mm-hmm. They, Alter ran, him out of the, ran CJ out of the gym uh, at CJ. This game, these games are different without Ryan Chu out there for sure. With with Connor, with Brian Shane, um, they're just different. But Alter's still been able to beat teams like Bacon, like Purcell Marion, like Carroll. They also just beat Miamisburg, a really really good D one team, number three seed in D one. Yes, and they beat them in overtime by three. But still, without Chu, took him out. I got to take Alter. I agree. Now. The district final. Alter and Woodward. Um, that one is very intriguing again, yet again. And, and, here's, and here's why. Because Alter plays that zone that yep. whenever teams throw zone at the CMAC schools, it seems like they struggle. Yeah. Because they like to play fast. They like to play transition. They like to drive the ball. Yes. And you can't do that against a zone like Alter. But when you have a guard like Paul McMillan the fourth running the show for you, uh-huh. you might be able to get away with it. I think with Chu, this would be a different game. I think without Chu on the court, because Chu's one of those guys who could make Paul McMillan's life hard, real hard, mm-hmm. not just hard, like, Real bad day, <laughs> want to go home and cry type of days. He's just he's just that persistent. Yes. He's that high energy, and he's going to wear on you. Without him, I got to think Woodward, unfortunately, as much as I like Alter and I like Connor, and they do, they got, they got Brian Shane down there banging around. Um, I think Woodward's probably going to come out of this one. I agree. Okay. So, uh, in... Slight discussion, then you're going to end up with Woodward and Tip potentially matching up, which is going to be a game. Yeah. Big time game. We should probably, I think we'll wait until see if that actually comes to fruition. Oh, yeah. Before we do any sort of evaluation. But that'll be a game you want to circle and check out. I just circled it because we were talking about them and Ross, and it was the quick, easy line to line, at least. Sure. Uh, We don't have to talk about Central 2 for the other regional matchups. So. That'll wrap it up for Division Two. Um, again, a lot of really hotly, what we think are going to be really hotly contested games. And, and quite frankly, you could throw a coin toss up on a large a number of, of these games. Uh, so we'll have to pick our spots, but uh, we'll have to see. Uh, if you haven't yet, uh, go listen to the D1 uh, breakdown that we already did. Um, and the ones that we're getting ready to finalize here in three and four. Yep. Uh, Let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. Yep.